0: Well, howdy, everybody. Welcome to episode zero of the Texas Talking Talk podcast. In this introductory episode, my co-host and I, Chad Bornholt, Chad from Texas, and myself, Chad High, want to talk about how the podcast works. We're going to talk a little bit about where the idea for the podcast came from, what you can expect for sound, and any issues that may be perceived for sound. If you want to get on the podcast, how does the process work, and what your expertise level has to be to be on the podcast. Spoiler alert, it doesn't have to be one. So the idea for the podcast came about a little over a year ago. I run the Houston Tolkien Society here in Houston, Texas. We're called the Friends of Mr. Underhill. And we get together about once a month, albeit whether it's in person or through Zoom. And we have so much fun at these meetings that I had the idea of bringing the fun to people that were not in the smile. And that's where the idea for the podcast came from. And so I reached out to a good friend of mine, Chad in Texas, to sort of get the ball rolling. And we started to talk about how we can bring this smile experience to others.
1: The thing that we do in the smile every time when when Chad holds these smile meetings, there's quite a few of us. Sometimes there's 10, 15 people in there and since the since we all were sent home because of the COVID thing, we've all been doing it on Zoom. And so the Zoom is just a it's just a big group of people and everybody votes on a topic and then everyone prepares a short reading about the topic and then everybody gets in there and talks about it. And so it's so successful and everyone just loves it so much that Chad said we should do this at the Moots. So last year at Oxmoot, this Elevated it to the next level from just doing it in our smile.
0: So we wanted to, like I said before, we wanted to bring it to other people who were not in the smile. And we thought of the best way to do that originally was at the first ever virtual Oxenmoot Because of the pandemic, Oxenmoot in 2020 was virtual. And so that started us on this path to starting the podcast, The meeting at Oxenmoot, we did a a session on friendship, and everybody that went to that was very, very pleased with the outcome. Um, Alan uh, and Sean, the Prancing Pony podcast fame, were at that meeting, and they really enjoyed themselves. And then we did it again at the first ever Prancing Pony podcast moot, and it went just as well. And so with all of that knowledge and all of that evidence that others would enjoy it, we decided to go ahead and take the next step and really make this podcast a reality. Now, one of the things that we are up against with a podcast like this is there are a lot of different people from a lot of different places with a lot of different audio setups.
1: First of all, I'm an audiophile. So I, I have really good equipment to make me sound great. And then of course we know several people who have really good podcasts already going and, their audio always sounds great. And so we were thinking, if we're going to be doing this, the whole reason we're doing this podcast is for the guests. It's not for us at all. It's, it's, we just saw how successful these friends of Mr. Underhill Smiles were going, and we thought we need to get other people doing this. And the, the main problem that comes along with that is that people do not have expensive sound equipment at their house And so we didn't want to have that be a hindrance because that's one way to be sure that we won't get as many people coming along. So we just said the same way that we've done these other ones through the Zoom, basically we'll just have people set up to go into the Zoom meeting and we'll just record the Zoom meeting. Don't worry about the sound quality being great. So if you're listening to other podcasts and you have people who have really good sound quality, this is not going to be like, like that because we can't focus on getting every single guest we have come on the podcast to have good quality audio. It w- we'd have to record everyone separately. They would all have to have good enough equipment. It's possible that they would not get a good enough equipment. And then when we'd start mixing it, you would be able to tell that people weren't uh, as quite as uh, good with their stuff and maybe not even tech savvy. We don't want anybody not getting involved because of their level of technical expertise just like we don't want anyone not getting involved because of their Tolkien expertise we want everyone who wants to be on this show to not have any reason to not come on the show and because we want that
0: and because we don't want to deter anybody we want everybody who wants to be on the show to come on at some point the process to getting on the show is very easy and once you get on the show it's the process of actually recording an episode is very easy as well. So the way that it works is if you want to come on the show and you have an idea that you want to discuss, which any and all Tolkien topics are fair game. All you have to do is go to our website, TexasTalking.com, Click on the link that says getting on the show. There is a Google form that you fill out. Chad and I will sit down. We will go through the proposals. And we will select four to be on the podcast. And even if you don't get picked that time, you will get picked for a future recording. It's not a, we don't like your idea or your idea is not good enough. You don't get picked. Everybody will get picked at some point, but we have to narrow it down to four.
1: Every person sends in their topic also. When we have picked the four people who are going to be on the show, we will send all four people notice that they are going to be on the show and when we send the notice we will send all four people all four topics that way you get to know what the other people are going to want to discuss also that way you, if you want to research it you can if you don't want to research it at all that's fine too so basically you will get the information that you're on the show and the information on the topics. And then we will be requesting, when is everyone available? That way we have six people here that we have to kind of uh, get a good schedule of when all six people can be available for the Zoom recording.
0: And once you get on the podcast, the day of the recording, very, very simple. Just like Chad said, you get the information, you can prepare as much as you want beforehand on the day of the recording, you sign into the Zoom meeting, we will record four episodes in one sitting each of our elf friends will lead a panel they will facilitate a discussion everybody else will participate as much as they want and we will turn each one of those discussions into a separate podcast episode that will be released concurrently
1: right so if four people get on the zoom meeting will have six people sitting there The first person, we will say, okay, person one, you have the topic for today. What is your topic? That person says, here's my topic. And then they present what they wanna talk about. And then the other three do the majority of the talking. The two chads, we hardly do any talking at all. So then you discuss that. Afterwards, we end it. We say, okay, that's the end of that one. And then while we're still sitting there, we say, okay, let's do person number two. So then we start all over. Okay, person number two, you have the topic today. So basically when we record them, they're all four recorded at the same time. They're all four containing the same six people and they are released as four separate episodes. So they're searchable by people in the future.
0: And you don't have to be a Tolkien expert at all to engage in these discussions. The main point of the podcast is to... Record yourself having a discussion with other Tolkien enthusiasts and you just have fun. That's really the premise of this podcast is to come on, record yourself having a lot of fun with other Tolkien enthusiasts. And that's really what we want to bring to all of you.
1: Even if you don't think that this would be for you, we find that when we invite other people to our our smile Any kind of recording that we're doing, everyone leaves saying that was so fun. I wish I could do that more often. Here we have a way where you can do it all the time.
0: So we hope that you take us up on our offer and we hope that you will come visit our podcast at some point in the future. So before we wrap up episode zero, I'd like to uh, introduce myself and how I got into Tolkien and then... My partner, Chad in Texas, will introduce himself and how he got into Tolkien a little bit. So when I was in elementary school, I wasn't doing very well in school. And my parents decided that I was going to read more. And so they took me to uh, a bookstore in Austin, Texas, which is where I was living at the time. It's called Half Price Books. You may have heard of it. And there was um, a couple of books that I picked out that day. One of those books was The Hobbit. Why did I pick The Hobbit? Uh, well, I was in third grade, and I was still judging books by covers at that point. And I liked the cover a lot. It had a lion on it, and it had—it uh, looked like it looked like an interesting story. And if I was going to have to read, I wanted to make sure it was going to be something interesting. Well, I got two books that day, and I never read the other one. I read The Hobbit once, and then I read it again, and then I read it a few more times. And by the time I got into junior high, I was. Into reading Lord of the Rings, I was checking those books out from the library all the time. It was the school library, and the school librarian ended up giving those books to me at the end of my junior high term because I had all—I I basically had them checked out the whole time. I tried to read the Silmarillion, couldn't do it. Didn't go very well. I didn't pick that up till uh, uh, till after I was in college. When I was in college, the Peter Jackson films came out. And that really uh, uh, renewed my interest in Tolkien. I had kind of gotten away from it a little bit. And the Jackson films, like for a lot of people, really renewed my interest. And for a long time, after the Jackson films were released, I did a lot of this Tolkien stuff on my own. I started to collect books a little bit. I had some books that I just kept on my shelf that I didn't read. And I used to go to to these secondhand bookstores and just kind of buy what they had. And I did a lot of it on my own and I engaged with the content on my own. I got into the history of Middle Earth, but it wasn't until I, you know, I got married, I uh, started a family. And so I was a little bit distracted for a few years. It wasn't until my my daughter got a little bigger and I had a little bit more time to engage with Tolkien again, that I, I found the Tolkien Society. And I signed up and I became a member of the Tolkien Society, still doing pretty much all of this on my own. And it occurred to me at one point that I didn't really have anybody to talk talking with. I had a couple of people that I that I I kind of only I kind of knew they were acquaintances that I talked talking with sometimes, but I didn't have anybody to really talk talking with on a regular basis. So I wanted somebody or I wanted a group to talk talking with. I had been a member of the Tolkien site for a couple of years, and I, I had heard that there were local societies that uh, called smiles that you could be a part of. So I went on the Tolkien Society website and I looked at their map of smiles and there there wasn't one in Houston, which is where I live. There was only one in the whole state of Texas. So I decided to start my own. Really, what I did was I went on to the Tolkien Society Facebook page and I did a search of all the people that lived in Houston in the Tolkien Society. I I just did a search for all the people that lived near me and I messaged all of them and I said, hey, I'm starting this smile. Do you want to join? And I got two people to respond to me. I only got two people to respond to me. Lucky for me, I had a couple of other friends that I had worked with or that I had that I knew that I knew were kind of into Tolkien. And I kind of twisted their arm a little bit. I said, hey, I want to start this meeting, but I got to get people to show up to sort of get get the word out. And so I got a couple people to show up. And I from there, I started a Facebook group. And I started to engage with people through the Tolkien Society, through the Facebook group, I started to uh, engage with people through the Prancing Pony podcast, through their group. That's how I met my friend Chad here, through the Prancing Pony podcast, uh, in, a, in a roundabout way. And it's just kind of taken off from there.
1: So I am Chad Bornholt. Believe it or not, my last name is not in Texas. Uh, and that joke was only going to resonate with people who know what the Prancing Pony podcast is. But basically, my, uh, my background for this It's a little inexcusable on my part to be my age and be this involved with the Tolkien community and to have gotten involved so relatively late in life. Because believe it or not, I have not been gung ho like I currently am for that long, only for about 21 years or so. And I'm quite a bit older than that. When we were children, we, my sisters and I, we watched a whole lot of cartoons. And I had obviously watched the Ralph Bakshi Hobbit and the Rankin and Bass Lord of the Rings and the Ralph Bakshi Return of the King and didn't really realize that that's what it was. because I'm just watching every cartoon I could, including the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. And so I watched every cartoon and I watched every medieval type thing that I saw. And and I did not realize that that this the stuff by Bakshi and Rankin and Bass was J.R.R. Tolkien. I had no idea. I had never even heard the word J.R.R. Tolkien. And I really loved the whole medieval knight stuff, but I wasn't a reader because I had too much stuff going on. I didn't read, but I was always trying to make hundreds in school. So I read what I had to, and that's all, but I read that stuff very well. So I ended up being a grammar Nazi just out of that uh, approach to school. When I graduated from high school, went to college for music, and then left that entire world, I'll go back to college again, get a degree in this, in this other field. I get my job, 1998, 99, and this commercial, whenever it was, I can't remember exactly when it was, this trailer for Peter Jackson Fellowship of the Ring, and when I saw the commercial, the internet was still pretty new in its infancy, it wasn't that good, so I went trying to find it it didn't work out too well. I went to I went to movies I wasn't interested in to see the trailer for the movie that I am interested in. Because once I started looking into it, I realized that J.R.R. R. Tolkien wrote it. I realized that it was way before I was born. And I'm like, wow, Dungeons and Dragons just stole everything from this guy. When I realized that The Fellowship of the Ring was part of The Lord of the Rings, this was, this was before the movie came out, but the trailer was out. So I, I bought the book, read the whole book, wanted more, Read it again. Actually didn't buy The Hobbit yet. At my work, there's, a, there's another guy who was working with me. He said, he said you love The Silmarillion. It's hard. Much as you like all that difficult music and everything and how you like to computer program. That's what I am for a living. I'm a computer programmer. So much as you like all this difficult stuff, you need to read The Silmarillion. And then as I started good doing this, I read, the, I read The Lord of the Rings a couple times and i read the silmarillion a couple times before the movie ever came out i saw the trailer i read the books a couple times and then the movie the first peter jackson movie came out didn't take very long with my research to figure out oh i saw those old cartoons that's some of the cartoons that i saw so that's what it was and i kind of realized that so i got pretty heavily into it i as soon as I found out that, that there were more books, I bought those books and I read them. As soon as I found out there were audio books, I got the audio books and I read them. I've, there's seven audio books. If you included Aaron Jones's Library of Congress recording for The Unfinished Tales of Numenor to Middle Earth, I figured out a way to modify my work car where I could play, uh, play the audio books on nonstop repeat. There's, they still are, as a matter of fact. I mean, it's been, been going like that for like nine years now. So I I read the main seven books, read, quote unquote, read, if you count audiobooks as reading. I read the main seven books four times a year for the past nine years or so. As the internet got better and better and better, I'm starting to look for people online that know this stuff. And I met Debbie Brazil in Dallas and, and I realized that she knew a whole lot of stuff. And she said, Alan Sisto and Sean Marchese, do you know them? And I said, no, of course. And she introduced me to them. They had just started their podcast. And so uh, and then they introduced me to just thousands and thousands of people. They introduced me to Corey Olson, Dr. Corey Olson of Signum University, the Tolkien professor. We've come in contact with lots of them. And it's, it's really, really cool.
0: We hope that you've enjoyed this introductory episode of the Texas Tolkien Talk podcast.
1: We know you're going to enjoy listening to the podcast.
0: And we hope that one day you'll join us on an episode of the
1: podcast. Our goal is to create a podcast where the voices of Tolkien fans worldwide can be heard, and that means we want to hear from you, and so do all of our listeners.
0: If you want to get on the podcast, you can go to our website at texastolkien.com. Click on the link that says getting on the podcast and fill out the simple form with your name, contact info, and topic that you would like to discuss, and I promise we'll make room for you. You can also interact with us on our Facebook page, at Texas Tolkien Talk Podcast, where you can see the latest announcements and happenings.
1: If you want to get in touch, you can drop us a line at texastolkeantalk at gmail.com. All your thoughts and questions are welcome. Until next time, folks, Namaste.